Good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Please open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. That would be page 918 in the Black Pew Bibles. We're going to get started right away this morning as we have a lot to get through with a short amount of time. And this will most likely be two weeks as we finish up chapter 4 in Ephesians. As we get started, as you're opening up to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17, I want to pose a question to you. Are you fashionable? Are you fashionable or practical? Or possibly, are you fashionably practical? Let's talk about this idea of fashion for a moment. You see, the whole world is obsessed with fashion. We try to be fashionable in many ways. We are either fashionably on time or fashionably late. We act and talk in a fashionable way or in our own unique ways. We most often try to dress in what we consider to be a fashionable way as well. In fact, we are obsessed with having the right brands, the right styles, and at just the right times. We're obsessed. As we look at magazines at the checkout lanes, you may think of Walmart, Target, Shattuck, or whatever other grocery store you find yourself in, and notice you see articles in magazines and newspapers highlighting the newest fashion trends. Just look at how much emphasis is placed on following what certain celebrities are wearing and how we, the general public, are expected to follow such trends of which they set. In fact, it's interesting to see that even here in America, we see trends from Australia, trends from the Queen of England or the princesses or princes, because we're obsessed with staying in fashion. To be fashionable is what some would consider to be normal, to be right, to be popular. And this goes far beyond your clothing choices. It could be your clothes, yes. It could be your facial hair or even the way you walk or talk, the way you live. A couple definitions for fashionable would include one, characteristic of, influenced by, or representing a current popular trend or style. And two, dressing or behaving according to the current popular trend. But what if I was to tell you that it is more important to get practical than fashionable? Some of you know this. Or what if I was to tell you that it is possible to be fashionably practical? Some of you know this as well, but what about in a spiritual sense? Yes, let's be fashionable. But let's do it in practical ways, godly ways, and together. This involves all of us making a new current trend, a new fashion, but one that's practical, one which strips off the old societal trends, the worldly trends, and puts on the godly, holy trends we find in Christ. Ways of living, walking, behaving, dressing, speaking in accordance to God's holy standard and not the world's standard. Together, we can be better. Together, we can dress and behave in a practical way, ways which are beneficial for all eternity. We are Christians, and we're to strip off the old clothes, walking in living ways of sinful men and women, and put on the new clothes, the new ways of walking or living, of which we have received through Christ's sacrifice. We must put on the righteous ways of God and be clothed in Christ. 
This is more than a recommendation. It's more than optional. It is our responsibility and a requirement of followers of Christ. Soldiers, firemen, policemen, astronauts, they all have something great in common. They know that what matters most is to be putting on the uniform which protects and provides. As Christians, us putting on Christ in his righteous ways provides for our every need. Soldiers, firemen, police, astronauts, they recognize the importance to be practical more than fashionable. Most Wisconsinites recognize the need to be practical as they wear thick winter coats when it is negative 30 degrees instead of a fashionable vest and sweater. Most professional fishermen know the importance to wear proper attire on the boat. Are we living practical lives? We must not just think about right ways to behave and dress. We must live in accordance to those right ways. Christians must be practical in how we behave and dress with supplying God's word and ways to our lives. We must live and walk in the newness of Christ, the newness of life in Christ. Let's get practical. Let's get fashionably practical together. The definition of the word practical is the actual doing or use of something rather than with theory or ideas. Let me say that again. The word practical has a definition of the actual doing or use of something rather than just theory or ideas. A second and similar definition would be a way likely to succeed or effective in real circumstances. Let's look to God's word together now and see not just theories or ideas of how to live, but practical ways to walk and live the right way and be successful at glorifying God with holy lives. Ephesians 4, 17, we start with reading this. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in, in Jesus. Verse 22 now of chapter 4 of Ephesians. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then we may not get to it today, but verse 25 on says, Therefore, therefore, considering all this, knowing all this, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. 
And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. No. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. So what are we to do knowing all this? What do we learn here? How do we walk a new way? How do we live a new way? Well, number one, we must recognize the old wardrobe. We must put off the old. Number two, we must be renewed. And number three, we must put on a new wardrobe. Number one, the old wardrobe. Just as it's important to regularly go through your physical worldly closet and get rid of the old, the unneeded, or the unfitting clothes, the Christians must go through their spiritual closets to strip away, put off the old, unneeded, or unbefitting of God's glory, ways of walking or living. Let me say that again. Just as it is important to regularly go through your physical, worldly closets to get rid of the old, unneeded, or unfitting clothes, and some of us, I know myself, probably needs to go through my clothes a little more often, the Christian must go through their spiritual closets to strip away, put off the old, unneeded, or unbefitting of God's glory ways of walking or living. Here in Ephesians 4, Paul is pleading with these people to notice their old ways, walking, talking, behaving. Notice the old wardrobe and strip it away for a new way of living. No longer walk as the Gentiles, he says, in futility of their minds. As Gentiles, they did not understand. They did not know any better. We spoke extensively about this in previous weeks. But they now have no excuse they now know, they now have softened hearts. And Christ is Lord and been gifted by him, the Holy Spirit. We do too. With this comes great understanding. They must walk, talk, think, dress in all ways new. But before we get to the new wardrobe, let's talk about the old wardrobe a bit more so that we know what needs stripped away. Tragically, yes, tragically, as it leads to nothing more than temporary happiness and eventual death and despair. Tragically, the old wardrobe is just as much in style today as it was in Paul's day. Paul explains this old wardrobe lifestyle to us in verses 17 to 19, stating things like futility of minds, darkened understanding, separation from God due to ignorance, a hardness of heart. They try and do things their own ways, to be their own gods, to seek after false gods, false idols, but all this is gone, stripped away with the newness of life in Christ through Jesus for us as followers of him. The old wardrobe involves giving into sensuality, greedy ways of practicing impurity, greedy and how they continually lust for more and more and more desires of the flesh and the world's temporary satisfactions in place of what only God can provide for eternal peace. But we know better. But what a tragic, terrible, and withering description we have here by Paul of the old wardrobe. That kind of life, life apart from God, is a downward spiral which begins, as John Stott has outlined, 
with one, hardness of heart, and then moves to darkness of heart, and then three, deadness of heart, and finally, recklessness, unrestrained, abandonment to sin. Now, obviously, all those alienated, living apart from God's grace, go, do not go through such depths of unholy lifestyles. There are some people who are legitimately morally good by the world standards, and maybe even a few of God's as well, but apart from Christ, all are tragically falling, spiraling down to eternal damnation in hell, living away from God's holiness forevermore. What is said here may seem harsh, but this is a reality, and it's a reality that all Christians must yield to an understanding of. All lives apart from Christ are dominated by sin, for they have not had sin washed away and forgiven by Christ's blood. There is no newness in them. Before we go further, notice that they continue down this path, because without God's perfect Son, Jesus Christ, and His gifting of the Holy Spirit, they know not any better. Their hearts are hardened. The world is lost, wandering in darkness towards eternal torment. And we as Christians understand we have a map and a light which leads to truth in life. Here's our transition. Number two, we have been renewed by the Spirit. We must put off and we must be renewed. Number two, we have been renewed in the Spirit. We know better we have been blessed with a divine understanding, and Christians must yield to their new understanding. It is important that we as Christians embrace this assessment of the world without Christ, because in that, then we will see that it is radically lost, and we are radically made new, and we are to proclaim him to this lost world to find. We then appreciate all that we've been given and we see the need to strip all the old away for the new life we have. The new life has, as Paul states, learned Christ, heard Christ, and has been taught Christ. We're not Gentiles any longer. We are different. When Christ saved you, he also did a work on your mind. He took away the blindness and gave you the Holy Spirit so that you might understand his word. Check out 1 John 2, 27 about this later. Let's turn now from the world's fashionable wardrobe to God's practical wardrobe. Number three, we are to put on the new wardrobe, the new self. Walk this way. Let's get practical. Although not always seen as fashionable by the world around us, it is practical to live according to God's holy ways, the new self, the new ways. It is necessary and it is the responsibility we have as Christians to strip the old and put on the new. We are to walk this way, a new way, a better way. By learning of Jesus Christ, the Ephesians were taught the exact opposite of the world's pagans' beliefs. Salvation was not earned through worship of many false gods or idols or through works, but by grace. Grace gives us a new and better way of living, for we are no longer who we once were, no longer lacking understanding, no longer living in darkness, no longer hopeless. They and us today learned of Jesus. He is the subject of their learning, and as one pastor said, they learned more than knowledge about him. They learned him, his life, his ethics, even his ambience or atmosphere. The new wardrobe involves hearing Jesus. Listen to that. 
The new wardrobe involves hearing Jesus. Are you hearing Jesus? Jesus is the teacher. As they and we hear his teaching through God's word and people. As Dr. Bruce says in his 1973 commentary on Ephesians, Christ himself is the Christian's teacher. Even if the teaching is given through the lips of his followers, to receive the teaching is in the truest sense to hear him. God's word in John 10, 16 says, Jesus is sheep, hear his voice. Do you hear his voice? Another pastor once said, when true biblical and divinely inspired preaching takes place, Jesus is invisibly in the pulpit and walking the aisles, personally teaching his own. Oh, I pray Jesus is here today. Back to the scriptures. What were the results of this dynamic instruction? Teaching in which Christ was the subject, the teacher, and the ambience or atmosphere in their lives. What are the results? Well, we see in verses 22 to 24, number one, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old. Number two, notice though that the old is corrupted to deceitful desires. Nothing good is to be had by keeping the old. Number two, verse 23 says, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, renewed in the spirit. And number three, Verse 24 says to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. These are the results of this dynamic instruction by Jesus as Lord, as teacher. As we learned him, as we hear him, as we're taught by him, we put off the old, we're renewed in the spirit, and we put on the new self. Paul will give some brief instruction as to what this means, but this is not an all-inclusive or exhaustive list that we find. And please note, the putting off of the old, being renewed and putting on the new is not something which is done once only. No one has ever been successfully living perfectly in tune with a new life. Temptations and sin enter your life, and we must continually refute it with God's help through his word and spirit. When that sin gets some control, repent, turn away, seek forgiveness, and turn back to Christ and his ways. And listen closely to this. Those who live holy lives have lives characterized by continually putting off the old wardrobe, digging into God's word and ways, living intimately with him every day of their lives. How? Through prayer study of God's word, and practically applying it to his ways. The problem is, the old clothes are comfortable and so naturally fitting. Not only that, but many of us have also worn them so long that they naturally just get put back on, like a good comfy pair of pajamas or of slippers. We scarcely even know that we are wearing them until the Holy Spirit convicts us. Or we start noticing the damage upon our lives. But whatever sin we are tempted to, we must fight. Whatever part of the old fleshly desires come back, we must continually put off, daily put off. If you're fighting lust, it must daily be stripped away, put off. This equally true of pride, bitterness, anger, unrighteous anger, covetousness, and all bitterness or all things of the flesh. Many Christians stumble today 
because they don't realize that we must continually be pushing these things away, continually be putting off the old and being renewed and putting on the new. And we need help to do this. We need help. Let's, like Paul's statement, verse 23, we must be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Renewed. And Christians cannot effectively put on our new clothing unless our thinking is renewed with new and better understanding. This echoes Romans 12, 2, which says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. Live here. Live with transformed lives. But we must do it together. And this is once again done by reading and studying God's word and by asking the Holy Spirit to continue his renewing work. The word of God gives us God's very thoughts and commands. Prayerful meditation upon it will infuse his mind into ours and bring a constant renewal. Only he may provide. We're to put on, verse 24 says, it says, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Notice the new self is created after the likeness of God, holiness and true righteousness. This is our new way to walk. Our new way to walk is not by being fashionable according to the world standards, but to be like God, living according to his holy and righteous character. We'll get more into this as we continue next week, but I want to cover just a bit more before we wrap up here. You see, we have a new self, the moment of accepting Jesus as Lord. You need to know this. This is not something we earned. It's not something we created or weaved into existence ourselves. God has blessed us with this new self through Christ Jesus, his son. And we are being made new, being made more like his son and into his image each day. Hear this. Hear this. Our job is not to create the new self, but to constantly be reminded of the new life we have and appropriate it. Live practically by the new knowledge we have. Apply it to our life. Live according to these ways. Don't just know of the theories, know of the ways, know the knowledge, but apply the knowledge. As one pastor stated, the new man is not our work. It is not God's creation and gift. Our task is not to weave it, but to wear it. And Paul is commanding a daily appropriation of that which we already possess. Let me say that again. The new man is not our work. It is God's creation and gift. Our task is not to weave it, but to wear it. Our job is not to weave it, but to wear it. And in order to put on the new, we do not just put off the old. Through being renewed, we replace the old with something better. And what is better? The ways of Christ. The ways of God's holy living. We'll get more into this again next week, but we do know from Galatians 5.22 that we need to put on love, peace, joy, patience, self-control, all these things we have because of our new life in him. All these things we have because of the renewed lives we have, the renewed minds we have through Christ Jesus as Lord and the Holy Spirit gifted upon us. 
How are you doing these things in your life today? How are you showing the world your new wardrobe? How are you showing the world and yourself a renewed mind? Are you showing love and forgiveness, grace to your children, your wife, your parents, your neighbor, and your co-workers? Are you showing patience, self-control, joy? It's more than just saying we forgive them. How do we move forward from there? How are you showing love and grace as Christ has shown you? Remember, all you have been given in this new wardrobe, the new self, is by the grace of God through Christ Jesus. It is not our own work, our own doing, but his. Remember Philippians 2, 12 to 13, which says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. God is at work in his people. And as children of grace, we must work at our Christian lives by constantly, constantly putting off the old for the new ways we now know. We're no longer darkened. We're not futile in our thinking. We have not hardened hearts and we must put off the old. We have learned, we have heard, we've been taught Jesus. We are renewed in the spirit. Do not be spiritually ignorant of God's ways as the Gentiles are. But instead, put on the new and practical wardrobe. Walk in the ways of God's likeness and live holy. As 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. People, church, followers of Christ, we must daily set aside the rotting garments of the old man. We must formally reject sensuality, selfish pride, materialism, and bitterness. And this is not easy. We must daily read God's word and ask God to renew our minds through the Spirit. We must work out our salvation by doing those things that develop a biblical mind. We must be disciplined in these things. Put on our new shining garments of light. Put on what we are. Followers of Christ Jesus as Lord in new creations. There are two challenges or take-home applications this week I have for you. Two simple ones, but ones we often neglect. One, get into the Word of God and do it together. Find someone to study God's Word with this week. Find someone to study God's Word with today. It's not just about reading God's Word. Let's study it together. Find somebody Find a Bible reading buddy. Number two, all Christians must continually put off sin and put on the image of Christ. So knowing that, what is one area of which you need to repent, you need to turn away from, you need to put off and seek forgiveness right now? Think about this. Where are you struggling? Be renewed and put on a new way of walking, a new way of living. Let's be practical and apply, apply God's word to our life. Let's live in accordance to these things. And then share this repentance with your Bible reading buddy. Let's close in prayer and song now.